மனநம் நிதித்தியாசனம் லிசன் ரிஃப்ளெக்ட் அண்ட் அப்சார்ப் டியர் லிஸ்னர்ஸ் சாய்ராம் அண்ட் வெல்கம் டு அவர் ரேடியோ சீரீஸ் இன் விச் அ டிவைன் டிஸ்கோர்ஸ் டெலிவர்ட் பை பகவான் இஸ் பிளேட் இன் ஸ்மால் பார்ட்ஸ் அண்ட் ஃபாலோயிங் ஈச் பார்ட் அ ஷார்ட் டிஸ்கஷன் இஸ் அண்டர்டேக்கன் டு ரிஃப்ளெக்ட் ஆன் த மெசேஜ் திஸ் இஸ் எ பார்ட் ஆஃப் ரேடியோ சாய்ஸ் ஃபெர்ஸ்டே லைவ் ஹோஸ்டெட் பை சாய் பிரகாஷ் அண்ட் பிரேம் எவ்ரி தேர்ஸ்டே அட் செவன் தேர்ட்டி பிஎம் only on asia stream of radio sai global harmony today's episode was first broadcast live on 18th july 2013 the discourses undertaken for study in this program are from the series of discourses delivered as part of the summer course in indian culture and spirituality 1990 the clips played in this episode are a continuation from the discourse delivered on 22nd may 1990 saram to all listeners of radio sai welcome to yet another episode of a weekly series shravanam mananam nididhyasanam most humbly and gratefully we offer a loving salutations at swami's lotus feet and to join me in offering our most loving pranams and to welcome all listeners i have with me brother sai prakash of team radio sai sairam sai prakash sairam prem the listeners if uh, you've been a regular follower of this series you will be well aware that we are studying the discourse series swami gave as part of the 1990 summer course we are in the last lap of the fourth discourse in that series the series where swami speaks about the senses and it's a wonderful series as we have mentioned many times before and it's definitely worth mentioning any number of times more that this is a series where swami talks about human birth in the various levels as we see it the body you know the culture of human society then the senses which are subtle and then the mind which will come and so many other aspects which are going to come and one thing if i have to let a part of the <laughs> one or two cats out of the bag i should say that as this discourse goes on the other discourses come the anecdote content of these discourses actually keeps increasing oh is that right oh. <laughs> so very very interesting stories and very unique chinakathas which you will you will not find in some other discourses okay i've heard in this series so okay. but that's yet to come even the last episode uh, was wonderful because swami mentioned about sishupala right and um, in that context how swami mentioned that it is not the sudarshana chakra that came to behead him right. it was actually the tambulam that bulam that yes. krishna just uh, threw it but the beauty is again where swami mentions that um, you can remember the lord with any emotion whether it's anger or hatred or love or bhakti that doesn't matter to the lord because of the constant remembrance of the lord you are bound to merge into him so one one very very uh, uh, graphic description and anecdote which swami gives is that of the moth transforming from the caterpillar stage to that moth stage true, where true. swami says it is given the fear of a moth it's you know it goes into the cocoon mm-hmm. and the mother moth goes mm-hmm. and you know scares it Mm-hmm. with its appearance oh okay he says the worm doesn't know that it is also going to become the moth but you know mm. out of the fear of that form of the moth mm-hmm. so he says this transforms into a moth itself oh okay <laughs> that's very apt in the sense it doesn't matter with which emotion you actually think of the lord right but having said that it is indeed you know uh, where the path is as beautiful as the destination too mm-hmm. if we get to have devotion that's true that's true in fact um, at some point of time swami mentioned mm-hmm. that um, you know if i could give liberation to shishupala and kamsa and people who thought of me with such hatred okay how much more willing and how much more happy i will be to bless my devotees those who think of me with love it actually makes no difference to him but then he says don't be disheartened don't think that you will not the more you think of him with love he is always there for you right and as swami says in a very famous telugu padyam he says i have come to give you bhakti i mm-hmm. have come to give you shakti and hold your hand and take you to mukti wow <laughs> you know it's almost like nothing is left for us to do mm. you know but uh, uh, 
I was just going through the earlier discourses which Swami has mentioned and the definition of bhakti that he gives is so beautiful. He says, the purpose of bhakti is to become a drashta and um, the one who is able to see the truth and understand the truth of this body, of this mind, of the senses, he is the drashta and that love and devotion to the self, that is true bhakti. So he says by prolonged uh, association and prolonged contemplation on the self or the Atman, you realize the truth of what you are and that is bhakti. Beautiful. <laughs> that's, that's the definition of bhakti. And we think that chanting the name and all these are only ways of getting there. I think that's the ultimate goal of bhakti. Right. In fact, you know, this is something which Swami repeats in so many different ways. Mm-hmm. As you were just saying that, you know, there are so many ways of achieving it and depending on who has asked this question to Swami, Swami says different things. I remember once a youth group which had had an opportunity of having an interview with Swami. Mm-hmm. They said, Swami, you say that, you know, you are divine and we are also divine and you know it, but we don't know it. Mm-hmm. So how do we get to know it? Okay. How do we get to know it like you? Mm. Swami said, you know, very simply, what do I do? Mm. I keep saying I'm God. Mm. Somebody said, you also keep saying that you're God. One day, the understanding will come. Amazing. You know, how many ways are there Mm -hmm. to reach that same destination, Mm. depending on each one's sanskar? Yeah, this is what Swami mentioned also in one of the meetings in the Bhajan Hall, I remember. And um, Swami says, yeah, you should say that I am God, but you should also behave in accordance with that. You're just saying that I am God, I am God and do whatever you want and behave in any possible way. Every act of yours, every thought of yours, every deed of yours should reflect what is befitting of that state of godliness. So then you actually become God. <laughs> you know, once somebody was talking about the difference between God and a devotee mm-hmm. in the sense of the duties. Okay. So he said God has many duties. Mm-hmm. He has many devotees, and depending on which state stage each devotee is, he has many duties. You know, somebody has to be taken care of spiritually. Somebody has to be taken care of in a mundane, monetary way. But the devotee has only one duty. Correct. The devotee's duty is to have faith. Wow. But the Amazing. God who protects hmm. has many <laughs> duties. No, actually, that's very interesting because if you actually go through Bhagavad Gita. Now, Krishna is actually contradicting himself in so many different ways. At one point of time, you say, go to hell with bhakti and jnana. All we need to do is karma. <laughs> and then next you go, you say, no, no, bhakti is the most important. Then you say, no, no, jnana is the most But what uh, the understanding you get on analysis is that he is catering to an audience of different levels. Because the end result is the same. People may follow different paths. So, he's catering to people of different paths. Uh, in one place, he says, you surrender everything to me, I will take care of you. Mm-hmm. In uh, another place, he says, you better do your duty and your karma. Now, people will wonder whether he is an eternal witness looking at us, just doing our actions, or he is actually going to do everything for us. <laughs> so, but it's again your the path that you choose. So, the Bhagavad Gita gives us many suggestions and many paths, but ultimately the path which you choose, those portions appeal to you and you can take that path. As you were saying, the thing which they say is Mama Dharma, mm-hmm. Swami says that is the essence of the Bhagavad Gita. Yes. You do your dharma. Mm. But the final verse of the Bhagavad Gita is Sarva Dharman Paritaja. You know, give up all your sense of dharma. <laughs> Correct. I will take care of you. That's also true. <laughs> but if you actually see it, if you look at it from what I said, you know, mm. the duty of a devotee is to have faith. Mm. That comes in the realm of Sarva Dharman Paritaja. Very true. That again is dharma. A dharma of a devotee is to give up the idea of dharma and depend on the Lord. <laughs> so when you go through the dharma of a normal human being, when you come to a devotee stage, mm. there your dharma actually changes. And in fact, that is what the Bhagavad Gita is all about. It starts with karma, then it starts about sankhya, it talks about inquiry, Correct. it talks about bhakti, mm-hmm. then it says talks about the highest level of bhakti, which is nothing but jnana. I think that's quite <laughs> an elaborate and, uh, digression as well mm-hmm. as an introduction. Yeah. So, coming back to uh, mastery of the senses, that was the title of this particular discourse. 
I think what we should do is directly go into the clip, mm-hmm. uh, complete uh, the two clips that we have on hand. Okay. And uh, if time permits, we should try to summarize this chapter as well as chapters that we dealt with before. Right. So that we get that flow and the continuity. As we promised our listeners last week. That's true. Let's hope we have the time to do that. Yes. So we'll start by listening to the the second last clip of this discourse. Sure. I see Lokulu. భాష్య సంబంధమైన లౌకిక సంబంధమైన చర్యలు మాత్రమే గుర్తిస్తూ వస్తుంటారు భగవంతుడికి ద్వేషము కానీ లేక అసూయ కానీ లేక ఇష్టము కానీ ఏ ఒక్కటి కూడా తనకి లేదు గాడ్ డజంట్ హ్యావ్ ఎనిథింగ్ లైక్ ఉండినటువంటి మీకు ప్రతిబింబించేటువంటి ప్రతిబింబాలే all that you see as hatred love is only nirmalamaina addam vanti vaadu god is always like a pure addam mundu ninchukoni ee vidhanga act chesthe addamlo unni pratibhimbu ade reethiga act chestundi like a mirror he reflects your own feelings and your own actions and your own thoughts addam mundu ninchukoni dani dandinchu ichuda adi kuda ninnu dandisthu vastundi you go on showing anger standing before the mirror it expresses the same thing adamulo unne pratibimbariki oka namaskaram kottu aa namaskaram tirigi neeku andistundi you offer a namaskar folding your hands in the mirror you see the same adi nee chesinatundi tirinki neeku reaction ga vastundi adi kaani bhagavantuniki action reaction rendu levu your own action gets reaction as a reaction to you god Garka. has neither like bhagavantuniki ఒకటి ఇష్టము ఒకటి అయిష్టం అనేటువంటిది కాదు గాడ్ హ్యాస్ నో లైక్స్ అండ్ నో డిస్లైక్స్ శిక్ష ఒకటి రక్ష అనేటువంటిది కాదు పనిష్మెంట్ అండ్ అన్ని కూడా మన ప్రవర్తన యొక్క ప్రభావాలి ప్రొటెక్షన్ అండ్ పనిష్మెంట్ డిపెండ్ అపాన్ అవర్ యాక్షన్ కనుక భగవంతునికి ఏ విధమైన ఈ విధంగా చేస్తున్నాడే ఈ విధంగా చూస్తున్నాడే ఈ విధంగా వారిని మాత్రం దగ్గర చేర్చాడే వీరిని మాత్రం దగ్గర చేయలేదు ఈ విధమైన నిర్ణయం చేసే అధికారం ఎవరికీ లేదు no one has the authority or the right to decide that god is making one nearer and make him ante itte undali atle undali ani evaru shasinche adhikaram undi who can command and say prescribe andarlo undinatundi oka daivatvamu anni rakalamgalanu pravartinchavachu his divinity can express itself in aithe swartha rahitamaintundi kanuka deeniki ye doshamu undadu but because it is pure from paripurnamainatundi oka prema kanuka idi e vidhamaina malinyamu kudurtu it has no selfishness and it is full of love there are bhagavantanaku aneka rakamaina birudulu untunnai there are a number of titles for god nirgunam niranjanam sanatanam niketanam nitya suddha buddha mukta nirmala swarupinam anna కనుక భగవంతుడు అన్ని రకములైనటువంటి యొక్క పవిత్రతలో ఉండేటువంటి వానికి ఇట్టి అపవిత్రము ఇది పవిత్రము అని నిర్ణయించి నీ దృష్టిలో ఉంటుంది కానీ భగవంతుని దృష్టిలో లేదు గాడ్ సేక్రెడ్నెస్ ఇస్ ఫుల్ అండ్ టోటల్ యు హో నో రైట్ టు డిసైడ్ దాట్ సచ్ అండ్ సచ్ థింగ్ అలోన్ షుడ్ బి భావం తద్భవతి వాట్ యు సిద్దాలు వేసుకున్నావో ప్రపంచమంతా అదే రంగుగానే కనిపిస్తుంది ఆన్ ది టైప్ ఆఫ్ గ్లాసెస్ దట్ యు వేర్ you see the world as srishti yokka dosham kaadu nee drushti yokka dosham there is no defect in creation it is the only defect in your own vision kane indriyamulu ee doshamulu gaavistunnayi ani manam anukotamu idi kevalam mana yokka bhavamulu yokka doshame there is a defect in your own feeling when you say that these sense organs have some defects indriyamulu sarinatti bhavanni manam abhruti parchukunte indriyamulu sarinatti arthanni andistuntayi if you develop correct and good feelings your sense organs will give you karukaram chudandi tanlo manchi bhavam pettukunnadu vaari chesinatundi yokka tappu pani kodunu thanu manchidigane bhavinchadu tukaram had good feelings what his wife did also turned out to be good for kabir nirantaram kodunu bhagavat chintana cheta kaalamulu gadaptu vachadu kalakane vaari chesinatundi dinanta kodunu manchigane bhavisthu vachadu kabir also was constantly thinking of the lord therefore whatever his wife did also aishtinu samabhavamnu kaligi pavitramaitundi hrudayamto oka sadhana chadutu vachadu kanaka adi kodanu thana bhari chesinatundi oka pani samanvayam cheskuntu vachadu aishtin had equal mindedness therefore whatever his wife did also he accepted as a good thing alone kanuka manalo manamu samanvayam gaavinchukunetundi oka sadhana manam salpali we should have the capacity to harmonize with our bhagavantudu man indriyalanta baitike ichchadu ganaka atande tappu kaani maari kaadu antaru kotta mandi mondi varu 
some blind ones go on criticizing God. God has made the sense organs to go externally. It is his mistake, not God our mistake. God has given you the eyes. 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 Well, if they are going externally, it is only your own defense. Bhagavan told you, "Chauri, Rapan chauri, apne tippeer gaane wale, lobala apne tippale de." God has given the ears; they are turned to the external world. Bhagavan told you, "Bite swasam mile tis ko banana gaane, lobal swasam kadam naade." And God has given the nose. Kaavat sistilare doshamundi. Therefore, some people decide that God is madosham kadu. I arakanga samanvayin chis kuntuntaru. There is defection; defects only in creation. We don't have any defects. This is a great mistake. अनेक दोषमुल चेतमो, I am a human. यंत्र परपाटो, यंत्र पापमो. To say that to err is human is a great mistake, a sin. I am a human. नेहु मानुंगु, काबट तपुल चेतमो ना स्वभावो, अरे समर्थन चुकुंटु नाडो. People go on defending. I am a human being. To err is human. Therefore, he goes on defending. चाला तपुजी पिलल लोपला. This is a great mistake. Let the youth note this. न्यू मानवड़े नंदे को तपुल चेये कुड़लो. After being a human being, you should not commit mistakes. Pasuva ite tapulu chesna parvale. If it is animal, they can commit. Ali pasuva ke liko taani ko pravatan taan chestun daadi. If it is an animal, it is natural for it to. You manushe ipi tapulu chee kudu. Alanti wad tapulu chee sthe ne maarudu. Idi sajme ne kotamu. Idi samarthinch kotamu. It is rather defending one's own weaknesses if one says to it is human. Pasuva ka putti, pasuva ka pravatistun daadi. Animal is born as such and conduct. Manu manushe ka putti, pasuva ka pravatistunu. Yanta virudhamu. We are born as human beings, but if we conduct like an animal, what a great mistake! करके नहीं वो मर्शी का प्रवर्तन चु। Conduct yourself as a man. So that was the first clip, and you know, in that clip, Swami starts with making some very general but very powerful remarks, especially about our approach to God. True. Very beautiful, you know. God is like a clean mirror. Mm-hmm. It's a concept which needs a lot of deep thought mm-hmm. because. I think most of us, you know, from our childhood, we have been brought up with that idea that God punishes, yeah. God rewards, correct. You know, God likes it mm-hmm. this way, God mm-hmm. dislikes it this way, correct. And to an extent, you know, Swami also plays along with that belief. Mm-hmm. But then every now and then, Swami gives us this thing that God is attributeless. God is one who is beyond the duality. Mm-hmm. So that Swami is actually emphasizing here. And then the other strong point that Swami makes is, you know, nobody has the authority to dictate to God hmm. how he should conduct himself. That's so very powerful, very powerful. Very powerful. You know, in this context, I would like to narrate one of the incidents that happened to one of our brothers, mm-hmm. senior brother. You know, he was in his eleventh standard. Okay. And then um, he was to do um, his next course, either in engineering, doctor, or it was open. The choice was still open, and he was still deciding. So Swami went up to him and told him, uh, "See, uh, abhi eleventh class karta hai. After that, what will you do?" Then um, he kept silent. Swami said, "Do IAS. <laughs> that is very good for you." So he said, "Okay, Swami, I'm ready to do IAS." Then uh, next day, Swami came and said, "After eleventh, kya kar sakta hai?" Uh, he kept silent. Then Swami said, "Business karo. <laughs> business is very good for you." <laughs> Then he said, "Okay, Swami, I'll do business." Then Swami said, "No, no, 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 not IAS, IFS. You have to do IFS. That is very good." Then he said, "Yes, Swami." Then he next day he came. He said, "No, no, you teach. You give very good talk. No, you become a teacher." So this was going on for a while, and uh, every day Swami came and Swami would say, "You do this something different." So he was really taken aback. And when Swami came the next day, he said, "Swami, you are not going to escape today. <laughs> What is this game? Every day you are coming and giving me a new direction." And Swami said, "But what to do? Your mind is like that. You are so confused. So because you are confused, I am only reflecting what is in your mind." i am only reflecting what is in your mind because you want to do this today you want to do something else tomorrow so i am only reflecting then he told swami swami if you go on like this then then what's the whole point in trying to ask you i really want you to guide me when will you actually guide me then swami says see when it rains there's uh, this puddles of water all around and you have dirty water everywhere on the road you try to look into that puddle of water 
and you don't see your reflection clearly because it's all muddy but if you go to a lake which is still and which is calm and you can see your own reflection so swami says remove all thoughts from your mind clean your mind be absolutely thoughtless and leave everything to the lord then the lord's face will be reflected in your heart the lord's will will be reflected in your life and then god will swami will guide you what to do again and again uh, when i sit and think of it this is the greatest realization that swami who is inside us is the same swami who came in the form right and now yes for whatever reason he has to uh, chosen to leave the form giving us the assurance that he is the same swami who is inside us <laughs> so the more and more we try to connect to him inside i think uh, you get the same experience of happiness the same experience of divinity when you try to connect with him inside very true and you know when i read this statement again who has the authority to dictate to god mm-hmm. how he should conduct himself mm-hmm. i'm reminded of what happened with us you know once when swami had called us for an interview mm-hmm. a group of students mm-hmm. swami had told us that mm-hmm. he would speak to us in the evening mm-hmm. so we had all gathered but you know swami <laughs> he's more excited in giving than okay. we are in receiving actually true so that day swami actually came much earlier Mm. because swami said no no i have to talk to these boys i have told them i'll talk to them mm. swami came earlier than usual mm-hmm. of course few of us kind of anticipated this mm. from swami so we had gone little early but you know some boys were still coming in mm-hmm. so swami sent word saying that have all of them come mm. so when swami was told that swami boys are still coming mm-hmm. swami waited you know so that everybody comes mm. so then finally swami called us in exactly the time when he promised that he would talk to us mm. So when he went in, still two boys were yet to come. Mm. Okay, so uh, you know we just left word with the boys outside, saying mm. that if at all these two boys come, see if they can be permitted inside. Mm. So Swami started talking to the mm. gathering there. Then after a while, the door opened and the first boy came. Mm. So we were a little apprehensive. What is Swami's reaction going to be? Mm. So when Swami saw that boy, ah, pakoda vachadu. Swami mm. said, mm. <laughs> he was a little plump boy. Mm. Swami said, ah, come in, and Swami cracked a few jokes and mm. spoke to him. just a minute later the mm. second boy came okay okay so that boy also very politely he just mm. opened the door and he stood there mm. you know to uh, let swami mm. permit him to come in mm. so he just stood there mm. swami's face was very stern mm. swami said why did you come come inside mm. who permitted you to come inside pa mm. so we were all a little stunned because mm. just a minute back swami mm. had a different reaction mm. to the same a uh, mistake of coming late to an audience with swami mm. so swami said why did you come inside who let you inside mm. swami said go out pa so that boy you know mm. that was another thing and mm. the boy had no remorse or mm. uh, dejection on his face he implicitly obeyed immediately he just closed the door and went away but all of us seated there our mm. face shrunk mm. because we felt bad for that boy mm. you know he had such a great opportunity we, we all were and you could feel that mood in the room everybody was little gloomy mm. so we just a glance around mm. and very very emphatically swami said eppudu evarku emi ivalo swami ki baga telusu pa amazing amazing and that's mm. it that was the one statement <laughs> no more take up this topic <laughs> and you know i know whom to give mm. i know when to give i mm. know what to give beautiful beautiful <laughs> so when you say that nobody has the authority to dictate to god that's true it's, it's been you know we were we were talking about in uh, in our satsangs Mm-hmm. which has been going on we're talking about a devotee who was very very close to swami mm-hmm. very close means this devotee an elderly lady had the authority over swami like his mother had mm-hmm. she could say swami you eat now swami you go mm-hmm. for bath now mm-hmm. and swami would implicitly obey okay. she had that motherly position mm-hmm. in swami's mm-hmm. life in that period mm-hmm. very close to swami and uh, you know nobody could even penetrate her she was like mm-hmm. she used to take care of swami that way mm-hmm. it so happened one day swami was invited to a person's house mm-hmm. so swami accepted the invitation mm. this elderly devotee she mm. came and said swami please don't go to that devotee's house mm. swami said why mm. i have been invited i want to go mm. she said no swami please mm. i am telling you don't go to that devotee's house mm. swami said why mm. then she said swami we have family enmity mm. that family and our family mm. so i don't want you to go to that family's house oh <laughs> 
Swami did not say anything. Mm. Swami just walked away from there. Mm. And Swami proceeded towards that devotee's house. Mm. And as Swami was going out, mm. Swami called another person and said, keep all the things outside. Ask him not to come back anymore. Bah. And you know, when that happened, people mm. realized mm. that Swami was only giving in to the compassion and, and devotion of the people around, but never anybody could actually have control over Swami. Very true. It was just mm. as much as mm. Swami willed Mm. that people were having their control over Swami very true but he was the only one who was in control <laughs> always all the time and forever forever <laughs> that's true <laughs> and then uh, Swami is talking about uh, the defects which we feel the senses have mm-hmm. are nothing but the defects that are there in the thought process correct and again you know the, uh, Swami had mentioned this even in the previous part in the discourse where Swami said Nothing is without purpose. God does not do anything without purpose. Mm-hmm. If you think the senses have been wrongly placed. Correct. <laughs> Pointing outward. Right. And um, the youth trying to justify that to err is human. Right. And we are... And uh, most powerful, Swami says, to think that you are human itself is wrong. <laughs> and to think that because you are human, you can err. <laughs> like, and you know, when the argument which they've been say, which Swami says here, you know, they argue that God has given them eyes, mm. those that open to the outside world. Mm-hmm. But actually, if you look at it, there is a door for the eye which looks outside, mm-hmm. but there is no door for the eye which looks inside. True. The eyelid which is supposed to stop the vision mm. is only for the world outside. Very true. Very true. So that itself is actually a message. Correct. You have to have control over what you see the outside world, mm. but you're always welcome to look within. Within, that's true. You think we should just go on to the next segment, the last segment? Last clip. Mm-hmm. Maybe at the end of it, we can go through the whole discourse quickly. True. Inka kontamandi koppa terivitetal galen kunti vidyatthulu anekarakamulga samatthan cheskun kuntaru. Some very clever students go on defending themselves in a number of ways. Tachulu. Sravi haram cheskun nai. Yekkari gavus inti akara pothun nai. Birds have complete freedom to go wherever they like and eat whatever they want. Animals and beasts also enjoy that kind of freedom. When birds, beasts and animals enjoy that kind of freedom, should not man enjoy the freedom? Yes, it is true. You are freedom. What type of freedom do animals enjoy? It is animals' freedom. Animals are enjoying the freedom of animals. You are a man. Enjoy the freedom given to man. Being a man, if you want to enjoy the freedom of an animal, is it not a mistake? freedom, freedom, We are giving wrong interpretations, many interpretations and forgetting the real meaning of freedom. This is not real freedom at all. Freedom What is the meaning of freedom? freedom. Is it licentious yes. kind of behavior that is kaadu, 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 kaadu. Certainly not. Atma Gnanamu. Knowledge Atmanandamu. of Atma. Controlling of senses. Knowledge of Atma. Control of Atma. This is freedom. Pradhana Chikbar. End map of Vesi. Vakawaipuna. Knowledge. Marakawaipuna. Character and Pettad. Morning, Chibar put a picture. On one side there was knowledge, on other side there was character. Correct. When a balance is maintained, knowledge, one guna mu, character. These two samanaanga vundi na pade sacramentuntiyoke balance untar. You can enjoy perfect balance when you have on one side knowledge and on the other side character. Native jalu telivi thetalani abenchu kuncha maina guna mu pencha bodu. Today's education increases only one's cleverness, but not the virtuous good habits and good qualities. 
you may have a crore types of skills or education if you do not have virtue what is the use enta telivitetalu undi em prayojanam what is the use dari nitunchetunti gunam kudunu maraku vaipu untundali there is a need for proper qualities we can make sari netunti balance ga untadi then only there will be a perfect manavunaku ee naati vidyavantunaku balance poorthi tappipoyindi today's man and specially educated man there is a short cycle of balance tappipoyindante accident ayipothundi kinda padipothadu if there is no balance while cycling one will get in one jeevitamu pavitramaina jeevitamu దీంట్లో బ్యాలెన్స్ లేకపోతే ఎంత ప్రమాదము ఇఫ్ దెర్ ఇస్ నో బ్యాలెన్స్ ఇన్ మ్యాన్స్ లైఫ్ వాట్ డేంజర్స్ హీస్ ఎక్స్పోజ్ కనుక ఇంద్రియములు ఒకవైపునా ఆన్ వన్ సైడ్ సెన్స్ ఆర్గన్స్ విషయములలో కూడినటువంటి గుణములు మరొక వైపునా ఆన్ ది అదర్ సైడ్ హ్యాబిట్స్ రెండింటిని అభివృద్ధి కావించుకోవటమే ఈ విద్యావంతులు యొక్క ప్రధానమైనటువంటి యొక్క కర్తవ్యం ద మోస్ట్ ఇంపార్టెంట్ వన్ ఈస్ టు డెవలప్ దీస్ టూ థింగ్స్ టుగెదర్ ఇన్ ఎ బ్యాలెన్స్డ్ వే దట్ ఇస్ విద్యార్థులారా మన ఇంద్రియములు సరైన రీతిగా అదుపులో పెట్టుకోవటం అనేటువంటిది మాత్రమే కాదు ఇట్ ఈస్ నాట్ సమన్వయపరచుకోవాలి ఇట్ ఈస్ నాట్ ఎనఫ్ ఇఫ్ యూ ఎక్సర్సైజ్ కంట్రోల్ ఓవర్ ది సెన్స్ ఆర్గన్స్ అబౌట్ హార్మోన్ చిత్తవృత్తి నిరోధక అన్నాడు ఈ చిత్తవృత్తిని నిరోధించడము మహా కష్టం పతంజలి యోగా మీన్స్ కంట్రోలింగ్ ఆఫ్ ది చిత్త మైండ్ అసాధ్యము it is difficult impossible samanvayam gaavinchukotamu idi sariyaina sulabha margam harmonizing it is easy manchini swikarinchu accept good chedda tanamantakatame dooram ayipothundi the bad automatically gets kevalam manavuni yokka balahinathile inta varaku deeniki kaaranam ayipothundadi it is the weakness of the mind which leads him on to the wrong path vidishiyudanitti kaarlaina nitinti vaadu undetunti vaadu there was one foreigner my name complain అతను చాలా తెలివితేటలు గలవాడే హీ వాజ్ ఎక్స్ట్రీమ్లీ క్లవర్ అండ్ విద్యావంతుడే హైలీ ఎడ్యుకేటెడ్ కానీ ఇండియన్ క్రమం అనేటువంటిది లేకపోవటం చేత మహా బలహీనుడైపోయాడు ఒక ఇమాజినేషన్ అతనిలో ఉండేటువంటి పాపేషన్ రాత్రి పండుకునే సమయం లోపల చాలా నిద్ర పట్టేటువంటిది కాదు when he went to bed to sleep in the night in the morning atani anarogyam prarambhamaindi more period of time he developed bad health pakkinti vaanni pilchadu he called the neighbor sir naaku anarogyam cheppinchavu deeniki neeve kaaranam he said for my bad health you are responsible nee intilo kodi untundali you have got a cock in your ఆ కోడి రాత్రంతా అరుస్తూ ఉంటుంటుంది దిస్ ఇట్ గోస్ ఆన్ క్రోయింగ్ త్రోట్ ద అరుపు వల్ల నాకు నిద్ర రావటం లేదు ఆన్ అకౌంట్ ఆఫ్ దట్ ఐఎమ్ డిస్టర్బ్ నీ కోడిని నీవు సరైనటువంటి భద్రత చేసుకో యూ కీప్ యువర్ హెల్త్ అండర్ కంట్రోల్ ఆరోగ్య భిక్ష పెట్టు అన్నాడు సో దట్ ఐ మే హ్యావ్ గుడ్ హెల్త్ ఆ పక్కింటి యజమానుడు చెప్పాడు సార్ మేము అదే ఇంటిలోనే పండుకుంటున్నాం నా కోడి రాత్రంతా కూసేటువంటి స్వభావం కాదు ఏ కోడైనా కూడా రాత్రంతా కూయదు ఏదో రాత్రిలో ఒక పర్యాయం రెండు పర్యాయం కూస్తాయి వెల్ సార్ వీ ఆల్సో స్లీప్ ఇన్ ద సేమ్ హౌస్ గాట్ ఏ కాక్ దేర్ అండ్ ఇట్ డజన్ గో ఆన్ డిస్టర్బింగ్ అస్ ఓన్లీ వన్స్ ఆర్ ట్వైస్ ఇన్ నైట్ ఇట్ కాలేని చెప్పాడు నిజమే అది ఒక తూరు రెండు తూర్లో కూస్తుంది అయితే నాకు పండుకున్నప్పటి నుంచి కూడా అది ఎప్పుడు కుస్తుందో ఎప్పుడు కుస్తుందో ఎప్పుడు కుస్తుందో ఎప్పుడు ఆ యొక్క చింతనే నాకు నిద్ర రాకుండా చేస్తా ఉంది అన్నాడు బట్ ది మోమెంట్ ఐ గో టు బెడ్ ఐ స్టార్ట్ ఇమాజినింగ్ వెన్ ఇట్ ఈస్ గోయింగ్ టు క్రో వెన్ ఇట్ ఈస్ గోయింగ్ టు బికాస్ ఆఫ్ మై ఇమాజినేషన్ ఐ గెట్ డిస్టర్బ్ కోడి కూత వల్ల వచ్చినటువంటి అనారోగ్యం కాదు తనలో ఉన్న బలహీనత వచ్చినటువంటి అనారోగ్యం if the all bad health is an account of his imagination ante prathi okka vyakti endukunu tama indriyavulu cheta kaligeyatundi pramadamana kante ee brahmana cheta kaligeyatundi pramadamalu adhikanga untunnayi man gets greater dangers on account of his delusions and imagination rather than from sense organs kanaka manavudu endu ee imagination poorthi povali man should give up this kind of imagination ee imagination ee manavunni chaala krunga chestuntundadi it is this kind of imagination with which weakens a man inka indriyamu yokka prabhavamu indriyamu yeri vidhimaina intriyilo manamu kontha varakunu samanamaina cheskochunu anetundi mun mundu manam vicharistam later on we are going to inquire into the various types of sense organs their impact and how to control them so that was the last 
clip of that fourth discourse in that series where Swami is saying that you know, we will talk further about the sense organs. That's the last sentence. But before that, uh, Swami talks about this concept of freedom. Yeah. You know, continuing this the same narrative of the arguments of youngsters. Correct. So here Swami is saying the animals have the, uh, uh, you know, the argument is animals have all the freedom to enjoy whatever they want to do. Mm. But why, is, why isn't man Correct. allowed to have the freedom? Mm. And very, very strong point Swami is saying animals enjoy animal freedom. Correct. You want to enjoy human freedom? Mm-hmm. You can enjoy human freedom. Correct. That is Atmananda, he says. Right. Mm. And you know, typically Swami describes freedom as end of wisdom is freedom. True. That is what Swami is saying. You know, that is the freedom which is your wealth, mm. the human, this one. But you want to give up this freedom and you want to lead the freedom of <laughs> the animals. <laughs> True. And then this um, balance between knowledge and character. Right. It's amazing because in 1957, as you as we were discussing earlier, when Swami wrote the first article in Prema Vahini, mm, right. right from that time, Swami has been mentioning about knowledge and character. And even in the first article, because we were reading it, um, you see how he says knowledge is limited. And even to acquire good knowledge, you need good character. And again, here he says the balance between knowledge and character is very important. The, what Swami mentions here is all today's education is doing mm-hmm. is development of intelligence and cleverness. Correct. Okay, but not what is essential. If you look at it, mm-hmm. it's almost like, you know, let us uh, take intelligence and cleverness to be like a knife. Okay. okay. All the modern education is doing is it's going on sharpening this knife, sharpening this knife, sharpening this knife. Mm-hmm. But it doesn't prepare you to what to do with this knife. Okay. You know, you could either become a decoit or mm-hmm. you could become a doctor. Mm-hmm. So the knowledge is not only supposed to sharpen the knife, but it it should also give you the training of a doctor, Correct. so that you can use this sharp knife in the right manner. But Correct. education is only going on sharpening the knife, sharpening the knife. It's making you more clever, making you more intelligent, mm-hmm. but it's not giving that moral backing which is required to make mm-hmm. you utilize this instrument in the best manner possible. Just think about it. If really knowledge and science and this advancement in technology is so vital to our living. What about people who have led their lives for centuries? Didn't they lead uh, fulfilled lives or didn't they lead complete lives? Finally, at the end of the day, uh, when you want to have, when you're hungry, you should have food. (laughs) And when you want to take rest, you should get sleep. Is there anything? (laughs) uh, I mean, how, how much can science and technology give you sleep? Right. No, if you look at it, you know, the the most striking uh, theory mm-hmm. in pedagogy, in learning, is they talk about this Maslow's hierarchy. Okay. I don't mm. know if I've got the term right, Maslow's hierarchy, mm. where they talk about how you satisfy each yearning of uh, human birth. Okay. But still you will not find happiness. You have to go a little higher. Mm-hmm. Say first, you know, the first lower level is shelter clothing and mm-hmm. okay then that is there is influence mm-hmm. then there is you know a certain higher level mm-hmm. and they say the highest level till you reach there you will not be satisfied <laughs> you know you will keep going through this thing but if mm-hmm. you actually look at what you've done through science and what we are doing now mm-hmm. we are only you know digging in the same level mm. it is said that you know once the food and the clothing and everything is taken care of you have to go to the higher level but next level we are mm. only getting better at making better food we are <laughs> getting better at building better shelters mm. you know still searching for happiness where it is not there like very true you know the famous mm. short story is there mm-hmm. where a man is searching for something outside his hut uh-huh. and uh, the wise man comes by and says what are you looking for mm. he says I'm searching for a a needle <laughs> so the man asked him uh, you know why did you lose the needle mm. no no I was uh, stitching inside the hut and mm. I dropped the needle so I'm mm. looking for the needle so then what are you looking for it outside mm. he says no there was not enough light inside the hut, hut. Mm. so I thought I'll come out and search outside because it's so bright here mm. so we are going on searching for something which is not available in a level correct and you know getting better and better at doing the wrong <laughs> thing literally and Swami again talks about this important feature I mean important thing about balance mm. I think many times before, even in the previous discourses, Swami has mentioned mm-hmm. the importance of balance. Very in true. In this context, it is the balance between education mm-hmm. and 
moral character and uh, knowledge and character i would say then he says um, that uh, he mentions about patanjali yoga and he says control of the mind is really difficult but um, getting this harmony and balance he says is a very good way of you know keeping everything in check mm-hmm. and concentrate on what is good then you will be automatically keeping yourself away from what is bad i mean for the sentence itself is so simple and so straightforward and then he says actually if you analyze this discourse this particular discourse uh, that is the fourth discourse he says mastery of the senses mm-hmm. and um, a little bit of homework and you realize that swami has given many ways of controlling the senses mm-hmm. now from this discourse we have come out with a list of 15 ways wow of controlling the senses actually when you listen to the discourse it just flows it flows so beautifully and you don't realize right. that swami has really given us so much of so very quickly we'll go through because in a way it will be summarizing this discourse as well so mastery of senses he's uh, he says uh, the first way is consider the senses as horses and the mind is the reins beautiful and uh, so using the mind you need to control the senses he says in the katopanishad it's called as ashwa mm-hmm. and uh, he goes on from there into ashwamedha yagna as well so that is the first way of controlling the senses i think the first thing if we can uh, rephrase it mm-hmm. so ami is talking about perspective okay first tool to to control the senses to get the right perspective that's very true that uh, you have a chariot and the reins which control the senses are the mind uh, is the mind the and reins the horses is the are the senses horses are the senses so the reins have to pull the horses, horses and have them in control not that the reins should not be drawn by the waywardness of the horse exactly and then uh, the second one he says is observe limits Mm-hmm. so he says these are senses are called matra matra and um, so the moment you observe limits uh, then automatically the sense senses come under control so the limit that it indicates that the limit to what can be experienced by each sense organ has been prescribed by the law by the divine so he says the senses are given but to what limit you should use them you cannot overexpose your eyes to too much of light nor can you overexpose your ears to too much of sound similarly you cannot overuse your senses beyond what they are so keep them under limit right that is second way of controlling then the third way is to use the senses for the purpose for which they were given so he says it is only by properly using the god given senses for the purposes for which they are intended that man can rise to divine heights so he talks about taking snuff and exactly you know things misusing the senses yeah misusing the senses so th- this is also a way of creating awareness of how you can control the senses by using them in the proper talking less yeah not talking ill of others so many things swami mentioned in that yes yes then he says the fourth one he says the senses should not be pampered <laughs> he says just because the senses want this and want that you cannot keep satisfying the senses because they are bound to drag you outward then there actually he gives the examples of um, a person with two wives or a person with three wives he gives the example of king uttanpada druva's father and also of dasharatha with three wives and then he says man has 10 wives that <laughs> pancha karmendriyas and gyanendriyas so he says don't pamper the senses so what chami essentially saying is you know lay the ground rules who's the master very true because mm. in the previous thing swami saying that you know senses can be given but within limits correct so the second one swami saying that mm. always ensure that you are the master correct you do not satisfy the senses as and when and whatever mm. they ask for mm-hmm. but lay the rules this is what you will get correct and i decide <laughs> <laughs> then the fifth way is harmonize the senses through equal mindedness right there is where he brings in the examples of tukaram kabir einstein and he says forbearance and one very simple way of actually don't take it too seriously with humor 
you know like the way einstein just took it so lightly he said uh, when his wife was really annoyed that he was not answering to her call for coming for lunch she would shout every day but on a particular day it went beyond her limit and she went and poured a bucket a jug of water on his head and then he said till now there was only lightning and thunder <laughs> finally there's a downpour i mean that uh, is a very humorous way of accepting the situation and uh, he's able to control his sense possibly his anger he could have really got agitated so that way of forbearance that is the fifth way right what swami says here is you know invariably when you talk of senses mm-hmm. there is the pleasant the unpleasant true the likable the you know the detestable exactly so swami is saying that if your mind is equal mm-hmm. then you this disparity or this duality vanishes vanishes very so beautiful so you don't run behind one particular aspect or you know you don't run away from one uh, certain thing which the senses don't like exactly and uh, the sixth point is through one pointed devotion and complete surrender to the lord <laughs> the senses can definitely be brought under control <laughs> i think it's we should talk about uh, the anecdote which one of our listeners wrote okay. was last week uh-huh. very very perfectly you know is placed here mm-hmm. one mr barani dharan okay. written to us mm-hmm. very beautiful he was part of that uh, team of youngsters mm-hmm. who went to serve during the tsunami which happened in, in southern india chennai yeah tamil nadu in yeah. in coastal tamil nadu basically correct in, there were a lot of groups which had gone there to help in the in the rescue operation mm-hmm. but there was one activity which nobody was ready to do okay that was clearing the dead bodies okay because a numerous number of dead bodies had been washed to the shore mm-hmm. so somebody had to clear these dead bodies and give a decent and respectable funeral to these bodies because most of them were unclaimed Mm-hmm. So you can imagine, you know, this was about five or six days after the disaster had happened. Mm-hmm. So these were all bodies which were either in the sea or it was, you know, in the backwaters. They mm-hmm. were half rotten. So very, very deplorable state. Mm-hmm. No organization was actually coming forward to do this. Okay, Siva. you, you mm-hmm. can forget about the municipality and the government. No other NGO mm-hmm. also was ready. Mm-hmm. So these youth. Mm-hmm. you know from swami's organization they came forward to do this mm-hmm. so you can imagine how repulsive it would have been to do this thing mm. so they said the only way they actually went about doing this thing mm. was they were chanting sai gayatri loudly okay. and together mm. and he said it was devotion of course was there mm. he he writes that we needed it to do this work you needed to divert the senses oh god when we chanted sai gayatri so loudly and together mm. we could do this work and mm-hmm. it so happens mm-hmm. uh, you would have heard the velangani church mm-hmm. the very famous church it's mm-hmm. there in the coast mm-hmm. and lot of these bodies were actually in the church compound okay so these youth had gone there and they were clearing mm-hmm. and there were some of these narrow minded uh, people there who said no no in the church you cannot mm-hmm. chant uh, like mm-hmm. this gayatri and all that mm-hmm. you cannot chant here mm-hmm. you do it without mm-hmm. so the boys immediately stepped aside and said you know mm-hmm. no offense meant but we cannot do it without Hmm. Thanks, Swami's name. Okay. So the church authorities, you know, they hmm. turned to the government officials hmm. and they said, "Can you come and help us?" Hmm. The government officials, the municipal workers, hmm. they said, "We can do it, but you'll have to pay for our liquor." Pa. He said, "If we don't drink, huh. we cannot do this work, hmm. and we need to drink more than we usually drink because this is not an ordinary work." Really. That's when all the people realized hmm. that this chanting Swami's name hmm. was actually diverting their mind so much that they hmm. could, these boys could do this work. literally deep in wine divine <laughs> divine is <laughs> more intoxicating than wine thing and these boys wow. and, and i remember swami mm. especially sent word mm. asking this this band of youngsters to come and have one darshan of swami oh swami had sent word saying that ask those boys to come after they finish mm. and nothing swami did not talk to them they just mm. sat for a darshan and returned mm. i mean if i if my memory serves me right mm. it also shows what one darshan what purification one glimpse of swami can do to us really amazing that's amazing really how divine is more intoxicating than wine <laughs> that's the point swami makes here you know yeah. one pointed devotion, devotion and complete equal mindedness was one point swami made earlier mm. Mm. and here is one pointed devotion how it can beautiful. help you beautiful and then the next point he says don't blame the environment <laughs> he says don't blame the environment he says what actually matters is purity purity of one's impulses sincerity of purpose and determination in treading the divine path that that is what is of essence 
don't blame the environment you may be in any environment so um, that is the seventh point and then the eighth point is uh, quite interesting because he says train to divert the mind see that's uh, also suits with what we just discussed right. he says try to divert the senses to something higher to something stronger so that way uh, you know you are you can control your senses and uh, divert them the ninth point he says is pashupati divert your senses inward mm-hmm. you become the pashupati the senses are also known as pashu that is animals so you become pashupati who is a lord of the animals mm-hmm. and you divert it inward then the tenth way he says is he says contemplate see now he is going to a slightly higher level method of Clear. subtler methods of actually controlling the senses he says by thus contemplating the momentary and deceptive nature of the so called sense pleasures we can develop discrimination and detachment and keep the senses under check <laughs> so you know slowly is raising the bar <laughs> he says now you start contemplating he says you may want to eat a laddu but you cannot uh, have laddu every day so he says it's momentary it's temporary so you s- contemplate on that nature of the senses and go above then he says another important point you should notice that if the senses are kept busy in the right way there will be no trouble from them otherwise you will become their slave <laughs> so recognize what is the purpose for which the senses have been given to you and use them in the right way <laughs> that is as important as using the senses and you know there cannot be a better example for this than our hostel i think why because you're kept so occupied oh yes yes the schedule on the hostel and it's not any schedule because mm-hmm. the whole thing has been set by swami okay what you do when you wake up mm. after you do your suprabhatam what you do what time you go for jogging mm. you know the entire schedule has been penned by swami mm. and to make sure you know once we uh, had a very interesting exercise when we were studying in the university mm-hmm. we gave different color codes okay each activity mm. is either satvik rajasik mm-hmm. or tamasik okay and we gave color codes for each one of them okay and uh, we made a pie chart mm-hmm. like starting from 4 to this time oh. the activities what color will it come okay so then the next activity what color will come mm. and you know when we did that it was so beautiful mm-hmm. because swami had so beautifully interspersed mm. the three different you know gunas if you could call it oh okay let's say you start by sleep mm. <laughs> you're sleeping that's mm. tamasik then mm. you wake up that's satvik mm. then you go for jogging it's rajasik mm. you know then you again come back mm. if you could call eating food and you mm. know satisfying those senses as tamasik mm. and then again you go for prayer mm. then you again go to, go to your classes then you have practicals then you come back you pray then again you go for games wow so beautifully it was so well spread out mm. and the fact is i think we all are a testimony for the fact that we don't know how we spent 3 years 5 years very true mm. <laughs> that was one of the main ways swami kept the senses and all the equipments of the human body so occupied correct right <laughs> so then um, there are just two three other ways swami has mentioned in this he says um uh, i think this is the portion we did today the defects that you attribute to the senses are in fact the defects in your own thought processes and feelings right so once we realize that it's what uh, we attribute uh, the negativity to the senses is actually what we have within right. then that realization helps us to control them then un- the next one is he says uh, don't try to justify <laughs> go beyond this easy path saying that no no uh, we are made human so uh, senses we can do what we want <laughs> so then he says uh, he combines it with the fact saying that don't try for animal freedom try for human freedom animal freedom is one thing but human freedom is what is important then the 14th way of actually controlling the senses is have good character along with knowledge it is most important to have character then only you can enjoy a perfect balance in life so this balance between knowledge and character is a 14th way and then the 15th way is just a sentence where swami mentions very beautifully concentrate on what is good then they will be away from what is bad <laughs> the senses will be away from what is bad you just concentrate on what is good and then the senses will be away from what is bad i think i mentioned this earlier like uh, one devotee asked swami swami what is the meaning of surrender how do we know how do we surrender to you 
and swami said just believe in the fact that swami is omnipresent <laughs> that he is always with you so when you are seeing something when you are doing something concentrate on what is good and know that swami is there always <laughs> then you will automatically you can get your senses under check and you know, the last point which i think we'll just quickly go i don't know if you could add that as an exa- the other method mm-hmm. swami talks about the power of imagination mhm swami is saying that all your problem is actually your own imagination very true you know swami tells mm. that uh, mm. little story in the end mm. about the man who gets disturbed with the cock <laughs> yeah you know actually it's a very very strong analogy we've mm. gone through it so many times mm-hmm. in vedanta it is the imagination of a snake lying on the path correct the rope mm. you know swami says that you know how many emotions come mm. in that one imagination that's what uh, you know the vedas say correct you imagine a snake mm. and then you have fear mm. then you have worry then you have anxiety mm. you know plethora of emotions mm. just out of that imagination so you know putting it in this context mm. about senses mm. if you see it's all imagination mm. that we feel that if i get this i'll be happy correct if i stay away from this i'll be happy mm. if i do this then i will be in pain mm. you know we are building completely everything on imagination correct it's almost a challenge which swami is giving that you know give up all that imagination you mm. try my method <laughs> then you will know <laughs> any one of the 15 methods i have given <laughs> that's amazing i don't know if we have time to very quickly run through the first three discourses you know um, let's go as far as it goes possibly um because as we were discussing last time it's good to just revise because uh, it's like <laughs> preparing for an examination and discuss we didn't realize there were 15 points with some exactly there's 15 points and 15 ways of controlling the senses in chapter this was chapter this fourth chapter i mean swami starts off with the first discourse starts off with the importance of truth and um, he says to every man born on earth truth is verily the visible god an entire universe is has emerged from truth that's a very beautiful poem that swami sings then truth and righteousness then he says no matter what scholarship or position or authority you have we have to adhere to human values i mean the truth and human values is not beyond anyone's position or success worldly success you would say so then he goes on to say how science and technology today is diverting human interest towards so many external things that they are not able to concentrate on truth and they are being um, you know carried away so truth and righteousness go to the background so he says that's not good and he says how samskriti the refinement and uh, your approach to truth and righteousness is very important he gives examples of paddy and how the due to with refinement the paddy becomes rice and its value also goes up he gives an example of that wrist watch the lump of metal lump of steel unless you make it into a wrist watch it's of no use and the value goes up so um, that is more or less what swami said in the first discourse where he uh, again and again harps on truth and righteousness and he says that's very important so it's like introducing you to a totally new truth of who you actually are then he concludes the first discourse with saying that the vice chancellor has asked me to speak about the true nature of the body mind senses intellect and atma and um, he says of what avail is it for one to know all about the external world without knowing what one's own reality it is important for you to understand the nature of brahman and atman so you know such a beautiful first discourse mm. it's almost like the introductory lecture mm. to the first semester of a course <laughs> exactly know, where the dean comes and gives you a full overview of what is going to be taught yeah. literally you know you come mm. for a seminar on culture mm. what mm. is the end process of this culture exactly <laughs> it's true and you should know everything about yourself amazing and very beautifully as we go on in this discourse is the first poem that swami sings it very beautifully summarizes it's like this is the syllabus i'm going to co- <laughs> you know cover in this particular discourse the abstract of the abstract of the discourse you know going on quickly to the second discourse he says uh, that discourse is titled sanctify the body body 
then he says you are not the body the bundle of flesh bones and blood neither are you the unmanifested desires nor the manifested mind you are not the infatuating delusion that thwarts your liberation but you are the eternal paramatma if only you recognize your innate power so that's the poem that swami sings and he very quickly gives us various definitions of the body so he gives us a very beautiful example he starts with a person trying to wear a bunny and shirt and a coat he says if you do not understand the actual purpose yeah you may wear the shirt and then you may wear the coat and then the bunny and right on top so he says you should understand the nature of the senses mind to use them in the proper way interestingly mm-hmm. if you do anything like that it becomes a fashion now <laughs> <laughs> that's yeah that's true literally you know we're going by what swami is telling now <laughs> we are doing some things topsy turvy mm. and we are we are glad about it we are <laughs> proud about it so he says dahyate iti deha he gives various definitions for the human body sharira sharira why because it's liable to decay then he says body is also called as mandir because we enshrine the atman inside it's also called kshetra because it's like a field it's like a and, field and it's uh, also like a pilgrim exactly. center exactly it's like a pilgrimage center and you have to become the kshetra gnya the one who knows the kshetra then uh, he says the other meaning of kshetra is a field so what you sow so you reap and um, then he goes on to say that for good health two aspects ahara and vihara are very important the food you take and and the, uh, and the uh, habit habits yeah so uh, very this uh, this sentence i i think we repeated it when we came about even at that time the body is cleansed by water while the mind is purified by truth uh, <laughs> this was something amazing he tells it in, in a context where he says the whole water cycle he gives the example of the whole water cycle depending on the kind of logs that you use the f- smoke comes depending on the smoke the food is cooked uh, just looking at it we just said you know swami mm. told somebody you mm. keep telling yourself that you're god mm. then you'll reach it is literally like that swami is saying truth mm. purifies the mind like water purifies the body exactly that is the truth that is the truth <laughs> keep washing your mind with that exactly one day it will be Hmm. then he goes on to a little bit of what is satvic food satvic food is not just eating uh, fruits and drinking milk but it is what you take in through all the senses and he says uh, the body which is also known as mandir you have different doors so you can choose whom to allow inside whom not to allow then he gives examples for vihara what are the kind of uh, actions habits you may buy a new car but if you indiscriminately drive it you are going to cause harm to yourself and to people so then he uh, he says people say the body is inert but if you keep collecting dust from your house even that grows into a big pile <laughs> so that then just like how your body grows yeah so he says then man is prone to three kinds of misconceptions in relation to the body one is to mistake himself to be something that he that is not real his real self another is to regard persons or objects that do not belong to him as his own the third is to believe the temporary as everlasting so these are the three so uh, very quickly going on to the third discourse which he continues on the theme of the body the moving temple so he says although the human body is worthless it's a valueless iron safe it enshrines the atma so you have to give it its importance then he says a very beautiful point by subjecting the body to torture can you realize the atma by giving up food and water can you attain liberation that wonderful patima chami says mm. can by beating the hand hill mm. snake be killed exactly <laughs> yeah in that context he mentions that so he says self realization is possible only through knowing your own real nature so then he goes on to say what is self knowledge that is drashta and he says that is the ultimate form of bhakti right the ultimate aim of bhakti is to become a drashta and to experience the world with a spiritual perspective or background <laughs> so, to become the witness yes to become the witness yeah and uh, manava he explains what is the meaning of manava uh, manava is one which is not new you are ancient you are ever swami makes a beautiful point there where he says mm. you know the body is new mm. but you are manava correct 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 then he says how the body itself can be compared to a limited company everything has to be within limits 
and then um, he goes on to how you have to use the body with ceiling on desires so ceiling on desires is very very crucial and he goes in good length don't waste food don't waste money don't waste energy don't waste time then he says what are the two types of self when you talk of self confidence one is the three lettered and one is the one lettered i right <laughs> one lettered i and the three lettered i so um, this way swami goes on and then he talks about food head and god what is the interrelationship between food head and god then he says you all speak of meditation what do you know about meditation it's not merely sitting in a comfortable posture with your eyes closed but your mind is wandering in the bazaar shop or the washerwoman's laundry or in the bazaar instead of engaging yourself in such futile exercises you had better enter into the society and undertake selfless service without understanding what real meditation is your attempts at meditation will only result in sound sleep <laughs> so first of all try to understand the nature of the mind then only you will be able to control it so in this way you know swami leads from the body to the senses to the mind and then as we summarized the fourth uh, discourse we had 15 points and 15 ways of actually controlling the senses look at all these discourses what a lot of things swami is doing swami is challenging us exactly. swami is mocking at us <laughs> swami is encouraging us swami is teaching know, us giving us courage mm. swami is saying you try this it will work mm. everything mm. as a friend would do you know friend mm. would make fun of you at the same time the friend would stand by you a true friend a true friend mm. literally that's what swami is doing all kinds of things mm. you know a, a very very wise friend and we indeed are so very grateful to swami for being that in our lives So that dear listeners is the end of the fourth discourse we have uh, somehow managed to give a sketchy <laughs> maybe summary of all the four discourses so next week we'll be meeting you with a new discourse the fifth one in the series Sairam You just heard an episode of our radio series Shravanam Mananam Nididhyasanam that is listen reflect and absorb This is a segment that is hosted live on Thursdays at 7:30 p.m. by Radio Sai Sai Prakash and Prem only on Asia stream of Radio Sai Global Harmony Today's episode was first broadcast live on 18th July 2013 The discourses undertaken for study in this program are from the series of discourses delivered as part of the summer course in Indian Culture and Spirituality 1990. The clips played today were a continuation from the discourse delivered on 22nd May 1990. To listen to the next part of this program, tune in same time, same day next week. Please do write to us and let us know what you think about this program. by writing to listener at radiosai.org thank you and sairam from prashanti nilayam